I'm Joe, Compulsible Overeater, and I actually, uh, this month, I've been in Overeaters Anonymous since May uh, this month, uh, uh, 1976. And um, I would love to tell you, I, uh, I have back-to-back -back absence ever since, but that's not my story. So I'm here to tell you my story um, and uh, what's going on with that. Um, I really like this topic, but I'll, I'll, it really, really resonates um, my my today. Um, I, I if I make a mistake during the day, whether it be food, whether it be a decision, no matter what it is, mental, physical, or spiritual, what I can do today is I can say, "Ooh, need to need to do it, need to fix it today," with the help of God, my God, whatever I believe in. Um, so I came in May. Uh, uh, I'm usually really good with dates, but I, I usually give my date as May 14th, 1976. I was 288 pounds. Um, I actually found an old, I'm going through, I'm home now, so I'm going through a lot of things and straightening up and throwing away and um, making some changes. And I, I found an old picture of myself and I definitely don't look like that today. Um, I'm, I'm, when I came into the program, I was five foot two-ish. Now I'm probably five foot. <laughs> so, um, so I want a little bit talk about, my, my stories about relapse. Um, and I think it's important to talk about um, because in my relapse, I, I didn't leave OA. I, I, I was lucky enough, I, I think I feel it today, but I didn't feel it um, when I was going through it, that something inside me was saying, no matter what happens, eating, not eating, you need to stay. You just need to stay. And it wasn't easy staying. And not but for the first 20 years, I hooked up with a to people that believed in the steps and the traditions and being of service. And it was the first time in my whole life that I felt a part of. I came in at 23 um, and I am now 67, going to be 68 in July. And um, been like all my work. Um, uh, I believe in the 12 steps. Uh, for me, and um, in the simplicity of the twelve steps, not other people's not other people's opinions or stuff like that. My simplicity of the twelve steps we we just read has to be my program. I, I'm not, not mean, I have to work that I feel I've been guided. So for the first twenty years, I'm a people pleaser. Unfortunately, still um, have to work on that today. Uh, but my um, the people that I hooked up with were strong in learning the foundations of the twelve steps, being of service. So I've done that from the been I've been um, active in service from the very beginning. It's because someone said do this, and I did it. Um, I think because of all that gave me that instinct, that God instinct, to stay and not go anywhere. And um, 
So, like I said, I, I started out actually in Foothill in a group because I lived in Glendale. Then when I moved to the San Fernando Valley, when I moved to Sherman Oaks, I started being active in San Fernando Valley. And I just did what people told me. Uh, there was a handful of people, like I said, and I hooked up with the sponsor. My very, very first sponsor left. But my, the second sponsor I had uh, was still in OA at the time. We work through the steps. And, you know, I think it's important because 40 years is a long time to talk about just in 15 or 20 minutes. So for the, uh, the 20 years, I, just, I was just active and um, being of service. And really, that I really didn't realize was going to help me in the future. Like they'd have me read 12 steps or uh, well, when I came in, there was no OA books, so we were reading Chapter Five, and we were reading um, the Promises, and we were reading. Uh, uh, oh God, I'm going blank. The other one that we read, Vision for You, <laughs> and and that's all. And I'm going. Because I I saw people reading, and that sometimes they looked up; they didn't even have to look. I said, "How did they know all this stuff?" Well, <laughs> when you do it for 40, 20, 30 years, you remember it. Um, the problem is I have to be reminded every day. So I can't tell you exactly when it happened. Um, and I'd love to give you a bunch of excuses. But the reality of it is I, I have a good life. I, I, I'm lucky. I'm very lucky in my life. I have, um, I met the, the guy that I uh, married, the guy that I'm married to right now, I met in OA. Um, that's lucky, I guess, maybe. Um, and um, then um, I had, uh, I would say in 1997, at an early, later age in my life, I had twins. And it was a little bit after that that I just started to stumble. And I've had trouble, I had trouble up until that off and on, but I got back on the road and, and kept the abstinence. But I kept doing what people wanted me to do, but I, I didn't realize at the time that I was slipping. And, um, and then, you know, <laughs> I have to quote AA, but it's not, it's the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. And it's, I don't know the chapter, I'm not a thumper. It's about the, the gentleman that stopped drinking for 25 years and then pulled out his carpet slippers and you know, got retired. And the next thing he knows, he was eating. And the next thing he knows, gone. That's kind of my story. I don't know what happened, but we were at Legoland with the kids. It was a holiday time because a lot of amusement parks around the holiday times were very scant of people. So it was nice to go. Um, and I, I, I walked into the gift shop to get a uh, something. And the next thing I know, I'm in the, I'm in the lobby of, bathroom of the lobby of the hotel eating candy. And candy really isn't, wasn't my thing, but I, I don't know what happened. And I, I had no defense or I didn't allow defense. I just, I, I can't tell you what happened. And then um, it, it was probably 10-ish years, abstinence, not abstinence, service on the level I could being abstinent or abstinent. And but I just kept coming back. My big, big quote is the third tradition. 
is come back because you belong here because you're a compulsive overeater, meaning me. And I just think it's really important um, because it was probably when I was eating before away, I didn't know it was dark. I didn't know I wasn't feeling anything. I didn't know anything. And then when you come in and you get that taste of fresh air and you get that taste of sunshine and then you throw it all away, you know what it's like and it's, it becomes very dark. And it did. And I, I kept stumbling. And then I want to say November um, 2010, um, I don't need an excuse to eat. And I don't need an excuse not to eat. And I don't need an excuse to do things mentally, physically, and appropriate that are not good for me. I don't need an excuse. I'm a compulsive overeater. I have that disease. And I also have a disease of drug addiction, but this is OA. And so what happened was um, I went to this friend's house uh, for, some, uh, for something, and we started talking. And, um, and I, what had happened was the day before, it was Thanksgiving time, and the day before, uh, on a Saturday, um, two friends that I know from OA, very loving uh, situation. We had a, a women's Thanksgiving dinner. It was so wonderful. And I stopped after dinner, a healthy dinner, and went to In-N-Out. And I'm saying this because it's not what I ate and how much I ate. It's the fact that I needed to shove something down. And I basically had a meat, you know, I had whatever, a hamburger and whatever. Is that 10 minutes? That is 10 minutes, ma'am, yes. Perfect. So, um, so, so at that moment, I knew I'm not hungry. So I went to my friend's house the following Sunday and she says, can you do one thing? She said that she had the same problem and she was five, year ab five years absent again. She had a 10 year relapse, same as me. She had a, a lot of years and okay. And, and what she went through was horrific, but really, again, we know we don't need an excuse to eat. We can pick up anything. And she said, can you do one thing that I did? And I said, what? She says, can you Because you don't necessarily want to tell, well, the most thing you don't want to be honest, you don't want to tell anybody your weight, you don't want to tell anybody what you're eating. She says, I don't care what you're eating, because I guarantee if you get honest with what you're eating and you get honest with your mental and spiritual, you get honest with me and you report it to me, I don't care. We're going to move on. So this is pretty much into the, the theme of starting at the moment. We, I was there for six hours. That was no, the end of November, I think the 28th. I don't count days anymore. I got too crazy for me. I had, I know a lot of people do that, and I think that's great, but I got crazy after my first year of abstinence at this time. I, I was going to blow it. So she says, stop counting. Just, you know, November 2010. And so what I want to tell you is I, it wasn't, it, it wasn't perfect mental, physical, and spiritual, but I kept moving. And I have a clarity today, which I think is really important to share, is I have a clarity today that I haven't had in years. In years. Um, I have weight to lose. Um, I had a little bit of upheaval along the way, but I kept moving forward. You had to make, and uh, people may not agree with me, and it's okay, it's not your story, it's mine. 
She says, you have to stop starting over. If you're honest with me, what you're putting in your mouth, what you're doing spiritually and mentally, emotionally, if you're honest with me, move forward. Move, and it's a lot in for today. In, in, yeah, for today, in 137, is move forward. If you make a mistake, move forward. And I, I, that had to be my, my plan of eating is one thing. My abstinence is another. I strive with God and with people in this program to move forward and to do what I need to do on a daily basis. I read for today. I read Voices of Recovery. I read an outside book, which is Al-Anon, um, so I can mind my own business. Um, and, um, and I'm sorry to do that, but uh, it may be okay to read. Uh, anyway, it doesn't matter. Because um, I'm real strict when it comes to traditions. Um, and um, the traditions, I get to work in the community and in my home and stuff like that. Um, but I, I said, there's no way I'm going to do this. And she said, you will. You're going to look back on this in a year from now. And you're going to be surprised how well. And you'll have abstinence. And she's right. And November, like I said, 2010. And it's really been... It's been some clarity because when I was first when I was first eating, I had my kids were born in 1997, and um, and it was 2010, and they were 13 years old. They didn't they had me as a mother because I tend to be a people pleaser, but they really didn't have the full Joe. They really didn't have the full mom. Um, thing I've heard people talk about when they go into um, compulsive reading when they relapse even and then binging how much it's like it's that loving the food more than you love your families in your community and somebody said this, this is not my words and I, I was at a meeting and i went whoa how true so so from 13 years on my kids and as well as my husband he's had to deal with my craziness um for pretty much almost 40 years um, it's been that long. Uh, we met in no, uh, 1980. Um, anyway, so, um, but the clarity that I have, um, being an example, being an example, and that's God, having God help me be an example of the, the, the 12 steps. Help me be an example. Help me be a, you know, uh, uh, I don't like the better, but I like to be the best I can. And um, it's very interesting how um, the clarity that I feel today. 15 that's, minutes. That's 15. Okay. So give me another uh, th uh, three. And um, so basically, I just have to tell you how important it is to keep coming back. It's really my, my, my mantra. And... Oh, by the way, I still, I, I, the person that I was working with, we were very close, but her partner got um, cancer. So I had to move on to somebody. And so now every day, the next day, I text what exactly what I've eaten. And it's just been my experience. I need to be able to tell somebody exactly what I ate, good, bad, or indifferent, I need to do that to be honest so I can be accountable and move on. 
um, when I, in 2010, I had almost, I was like 20 pounds from my top weight. I'd gotten that far up. I'm now um, about 60, 75 pounds and I've gotten older, so it's taking me a little longer. And I'm telling you, I make mistakes. But again, I have to uh, stress and, and talk about the, the clarity that I have. Um, when it's not okay to eat, abstinence has to be the most important thing without exception. It's not okay to eat because of what I and what we do to ourselves. For me, I can't speak for everybody, but it's not okay to eat and continue to destroy myself with food because then I don't like me and I'm not moving forward and I'm not being uh, the, the type of person I wanna be. I withdraw, I don't wanna be nice. There's a lot of things. And for me right now, I, I'm not always nice, <laughs> but I'm present, <laughs> I'm present. And, and I'm lucky. I, ha I am really, really lucky. Um, it, sometimes it's not so easy to be in the program and faltering and have your, well, in my case, my husband, who has had back-to-back -back abstinence for 44 years, almost 44 years. And it's not so easy, but also to be loved un unconditionally, I'm, I'm, I'm lucky. Um, and um, maybe he sees me better than I see me. And, um, and then my kids, because I have proven to be an example, and it's only because of this program and God, I, I, I don't have time to read it, but I got this wonderful Mother's Day for my kids. And, and it was like, just, we love you. And we see what you do. We love you. And if I was eating, that wouldn't happen. If I was really downright eating, to the best of my ability that I know, they, they wouldn't have this. And I know I can't do it for them. I know I have to do it for me, but I have to put the oxygen on me so I can be of support and care. And, love. and it's, it's, it's an amazing journey. Closing words are mainly just don't give up. I don't know people's stories. I don't know what's happening with people today. I don't know what their abstinence is, their length. But my, my main thing is to keep coming back no matter what. Even if you have to talk on a one-to-one -one with someone that know, has, has abstinence and believes in abstinence and believes in service, whatever you need to do on a do it. And even if you are eating, doesn't matter. Grab a, how many Zoom meetings can you go to in all these intergroups and you can sit in your home and you can listen to program and believe me, the miracle will happen as it did for me. And I think that's it. <laughs> okay. Uh, thanks.